Well, hello, friend, and welcome to another episode of The Kingdom Within. I'll tell you what, I'm out here in the woods again, just loving my life, giving my thought to the Holy Spirit so it can do with me what it will, because I'll tell you what, God is the greatest thought that there ever was or will ever be, and the love that I find in that thought is just amazing. And this Jesus taught me how to find it, friend, and I don't really expect you to believe that I found it, because, well, <laughs> a lot of people believe you can't, but Jesus told you that. Jesus said we could find it. He said the kingdom of God isn't said to be here or there, but the kingdom of God is within us. So, friend, well, I found that thought in my heart, and now everything I have is his. So anyway, as I said, welcome to the kingdom within. I know that I don't expect you to believe what I say. Um, I'm not here to get you to believe what I think about. I'm here to get you to think about what it is you're thinking about. And if it's not about what Jesus said, then I'm telling you, you might want to think about what he was thinking about because I'll tell you, the reward is worth the price. It's kind of like a marriage. You know, when two people love each other, they make a lot of sacrifices, but they're really not making any sacrifices because they want to give it because they love the other one. Well, that's the way that Jesus' character was. And when he'll teach you how to have a relationship with the Father through the Holy Spirit that will be like a spouse. And because you find a greater love within you, you'll find it within him. And if you unite with him, he'll give you something far greater than what the world can give you, friend. Because I'll tell you what, there is just nothing better than this thought of the love of Christ. There's just nothing else to be except for what it is I am. And how do I explain that to someone, what it is I am? Well, did Jesus, well... Let's go to what God said to Moses. He said, I am that I am. So I'm telling you that, well, because he is what he is, we are what we are. And because I am, he is. And because he is, I am. Yet, are you not also because he is? And therefore, is he not because you are? Friend, there's a secret message in that Jesus he taught us things, but you had to be willing to die in order to live, and well, Jesus told you how to do it, but you have to get down with this message of Jesus, and you have to be willing to let everything else go. If you can't give up everything and ask nothing for it, well, then you can't have this thought that Jesus offered you, because, well, the price is high and the path is narrow, except the price really is worth every penny. Because there really is no price to it. Because what you get in return is greater than what you gave. And even though I give him everything, I receive everything for it. And what he has is greater than what I had. So now I have more because I have less. And because I have less, he has more for it. And because he has more for it, well, he gives me more for my less. How do I explain these things, these truths that I talk about on here that make no sense to anybody seeking the world? 
but I'm not here to talk about the world or how to accomplish what you want because what Jesus said, be in the world but not of it. So if you're trying to figure out how to save the world, you well, you figured out how to save nothing because the world was never meant to be saved. Instead, you were meant to die so that you could live. That's what Jesus said, yet who can give his life that doesn't first receive it? Yet who can receive it unless they're willing to give it? These are the truths that Jesus said, and they don't make any sense, yet they make all sense. But you first have to do the things that Jesus asked you to do before you start understanding why it is he said what he said, and what the purpose and the reward is. Because, I'll tell you, he gave us so many different things to do for so many different reasons, and they're all pieces to a puzzle. And when you put that jigsaw puzzle together, you have a thing called the love of Christ. And because it's for you and you are for the, the love of the Father, well, you end up with something that the world can never have. And I'll tell you, I was in a group today, and it doesn't matter what group, <laughs> because it's all about anonymity, but I was with some people talking about having a conversation about God, and whether God exists or doesn't exist, and as you imagine, not everybody in my life that I know believes in this thing called God. Friend, I am looking at this uh, doe, actually it's a fawn, spotted in this yard next to, I'm in the woods in the state park, but I'm right at the edge on a trail that borders the edge, and it's at the edge of a yard there is a fawn, which means there's got to be some doe and maybe a buck nearby, but it doesn't matter, see, I'm hiding in the trees, so it really doesn't see me very well, it hears me, but it doesn't really see me, I don't seem to be a threat, so, anyway, moving on, I still don't know how to edit these, I've learned to edit my YouTube videos, friend, but I have not learned to edit these, but the truth of the matter is, it's not a huge concern to me, because, well, I'm just going to be me, and God's going to just use me the way he uses me, and I'm not going to really be any more or less than what I am. So, this love of Christ is just so great because, well, there's just nothing else that I want. The love that I've found is so great that it just trumps everything else that I've had in my life. I used to be looking for relationships with people. And I was talking in that group today about... In People don't understand me, and I don't blame them for not understanding me, because now I, I didn't understand Jesus, and now I understand Jesus, and, well, but I don't understand <laughs> what I used to understand. And that is that this thought of God is so great that if you receive this Holy Spirit in its entirety, if you become willing to die in order to live, your need for a spouse actually disappears. And I'm not saying that I can sustain this forever I have no idea all I know is he has taken every desire from me to have anything other than the love that I have within myself because to come to love this Christ I now have this experience of 
loving all of him, which causes me to love all of me. And I don't know how to explain, because like we were talking, it sounds narcissistic, because I was talking to another person that also loves God dearly. And when you say that to love God, to love all of God is to love all of yourself, doesn't even make any sense, except it makes all sense all the while. Yet how do you explain that to other people? How do you explain that God's just the greatest love you'll ever know, and there's just no other love? Because I've just come to find this truth, this and this Holy Spirit within me that gives me everything, and though I've got nothing for it, I've got everything for it all the while. I don't know how to explain these things over and over. I try to figure out how it is I'm going to explain to someone else to make it make sense. But what I understand is, I understand why Jesus talked about the kingdom in parables. He never told you really what the kingdom was, friend. He told you over and over again that the kingdom was like, and then he gave you a parable, and then the kingdom was like, and he gave you a parable, and the kingdom was like. What he was doing was giving you things to do to find this kingdom. You had to abide in these parables that he was giving. They, they, to abide in the parables is to fulfill a task, to understand a truth, to live by a new set of rules. And you can't do one, you got to start doing all. And you can't do all, but you got to start. You got to start somewhere. And now I'm at this dilemma where I just don't want to go back. I don't know how to go back to being me without him. Because the me that is in him is far greater than the me that I ever was. Because the me that was not in him was selfish and I suffered. And now that I've come to love him so much, I've come to hate me, even though I love me all along. Because Jesus told you that to um, love him, to become his disciple, you had to even hate yourself. What he meant was that you'd have to come to hate your selfishness. And because you come to hate your selfishness, well, you'll come to love the Father with all your heart mind and soul, but you have to do that in order to come to hate yourself. But what happens is, to hate yourself, you actually have to be able to love yourself. And the only way to love yourself if you hate yourself is to have my father love you for, for yourself. Because if you don't have that love of Christ, that thought of Satan is going to maintain power in your life and maintain control over everything in your life, and it will give you fear about every simple task that you seek to fulfill for my Father. Because you'll get a gut instinct to tell you to do something, and then you'll have a thought and tells you why it is you should be afraid to do the right thing that you knew was the right thing, and then you'll listen to the fear because you're afraid to do the right thing, afraid the fear was right. And friend, we all go through it. We all pretend we don't. But all human beings have this. We go through this experience and, well, because we're afraid to admit it to each other, because we're afraid to admit our weaknesses, our weaknesses overcome us. Yet when we become willing to admit to them and submit them to God so that God can take care of them for himself, then he can get rid of them. 
because they're his to get rid of. Because I cannot get rid of them if I have to hide my thoughts from this thought called God. Because I cannot have the Holy Spirit if I cannot put all my thoughts before my Father. And therefore, I must believe in forgiveness because I must forgive I must forgive others, and the only way to do that is to receive forgiveness for what I myself have done, because as long as I condemn another, I remain condemned. Yet, as long as I remain condemned, I'm still going to condemn others. And this process of forgiveness is done at the same time. You can't forgive yourself so that you can forgive others, and you can't forgive others so you can forgive yourself. You have to start doing one while you're doing the other. Because while you're doing both, you're going to be doing neither. Because what you're going to find is it's my Father that does it for you. But if you don't get down with this message of Jesus, you're not going to be able to do it. You won't be able to sustain it because the only reason I keep sustaining, even though I quite often find myself challenged, is because I keep reading this, what Jesus said. Jesus said that he was the keys to the kingdom. And I'm telling you, friend, he is. Without him, you do not have what you need in order to receive the kingdom because you cannot know what this Holy Spirit is. Jesus' life is a blueprint to interpret the Holy Spirit. And you can't have one without the other. You'll never understand Jesus without the Holy Spirit, which is your holy thought. And you'll never find the Holy Spirit without Jesus because one is the other. And because both are true, neither are. But Jesus told you that. It doesn't matter whether it's him or whether it's not. What matters is that it receives from him what it is it needs to give to you. So therefore, whether it is him or not is irrelevant. What matters is that he explained to you exactly how to know that. He said that whatever the Holy Spirit gives to you is given to the Holy Spirit by him. And because he gives it to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will give it to you. Yet how can you know it's from him unless you know him? How can you know the fruit of the Spirit unless you know Jesus, like, very, very intimately? So knowing a couple words that your preacher said Jesus said will not bring you the kingdom. Because you cannot receive the Holy Spirit. Because it doesn't matter if everyone else does. The question is, can you? And the answer is yes. But you have to believe that you can. And if you have to believe in them, you can't believe in him. Because the church is going to tell you that they are the light and the way. And that you have to believe their way or it's the highway. Friend, I've been there. I've been to many church. And they do not, when you ask questions, they do not have answers. And they do not like the fact that you have questions to which they don't have answers. Friend, get down with this message of Jesus and you start reading in red and you start coming up with questions and you take it to them and see if I'm a liar. And if they give you a good answer that's right in your stomach that you absolutely know is right, then go with it. Friend, there is no truth outside of my father is. He told you, I am. Why is he? Because he is. From the beginning, he was. And because he was, he will always be. And because he will always be, he will always be what he never was, so that he can always be what he's always been, and that is the love of Christ. Jesus came so that you could see the truth of who my real Father is.
he told you, if you've seen the Father, then you've seen the Son. And if you've known the Father, you know the Son. And if you know the Son, you know the Father. But it wasn't that because God was, that Jesus was God, except for that Jesus was God. How do I explain the truth about a lie? How do I tell you both the true but neither are? Because my Father is in all things. He's in all people. Jesus told you that. He said, hang all those principles, all those prophets, all those laws on only two commandments. To love thy neighbor as thyself and the other one like it. Which is, love thy father with all thy heart, mind, and soul. And if you look in there, study hard, my friend, because he won't say it in every place. But you will find it in red, where Jesus says, because it's in red, that one is like the other. Yet it was hidden so that you could pretend as though your neighbor was not in your father, and therefore you could have free will. And since free will was given, free will was received. Yet this is not the time to play deception. If you want the truth of the father, then you need to find it in the son. Because Jesus told you that he was the truth, and therefore... If they're not telling you that Jesus was the breath of God and to listen to God breathe, then they're lying. If they tell you they have a better truth than what Jesus said, they're lying. Unless they're not. Because both are true, and therefore neither are. How can I explain to you what is unexplainable? Because the Holy Spirit literally told you through Jesus... When Jesus was talking, he said that be glad I go to the Father. Because I go to the Father, the Spirit of truth will come to you. And because even though what I say to you is true, even greater things will the Holy Spirit give you. Yet how can you believe in anything I would say because I say the Holy Spirit said so? And therefore, even though what I say is true, it could surely be a lie. So go read it for yourself, because if you believe in Jesus and you go buy a Bible with what Jesus said in red, well then red won't deceive you, because you will be reading the words of the Christ. Don't read the Bible. I told you the Bible's for Babylonians. Read what Jesus said. That is the truth. If you're going to ask questions, ask questions about the man they called the breath of God. If he was the Christ, and all of his words were true, then let all the other words go and find his. And because you're looking at his, you will seek to know what he meant. And because you seek it in him, he will give it to you. And because he gives it to you, you will have it for yourself. Yet you can't have it until you choose it for yourself. And therefore... Letting someone else tell you who God is does not bring you the kingdom because the kingdom comes to those that serve the kingdom. And those that serve the kingdom end up in the kingdom, not their friend here. And the more you find, the more you'll give, and the more you give, the more you'll receive, and the more you receive, the more you want to give until one day you'll make that joyous mistake. And you'll become willing to trade your life in order to receive it. And in it, a greater truth will be given. And your life will be taken. And a new life given. And a new life received.
that how can you believe me because I'm nobody. And because I'm nobody, you don't need to. Instead, get to know this Jesus. And if you get to know him, well, then you get to know the one that knew everything. And because you knew everything in him, he will know everything for you. So, that is what is, even though it will never be, because it always was. And these are the things that I keep saying that make no sense, except they make every bit of sense, because you have to let the Holy Spirit take all your truth away before He can give you another. And the truth is, when He takes one and gives you another, He's only going to take that one too. Friend, your thoughts would have evolved if you were to get a hold of this thought of Jesus and start doing what he said, you would have one truth and then you'd let go of that because you'd be given a greater one. Because the more you do of what Jesus said, the greater your thought of love is going to become. Until your thought of love peaks. And at that point, you will see that the Father's love is so great that this thing they call eternal hell is impossible to exist. Yet you would have found that at the perfect time. At a time where you would not have caused your neighbor suffering. Yet, to find out that truth beforehand, you end up having exactly what you have now, which is a lot of people that don't believe in God, and because they're selfish, not thinking of anyone else, they're hurting each other and not thinking about it. And they're not abiding in the law of God, and therefore they're not abiding in love. And if you weren't going to abide in it for love's sake, then abiding in the law for the fear's sake would have been the better option, so that my father's children can rise in the spirit of the law which is the spirit of love but one cannot rise in the spirit of love if one must defend their own life from their own father's children because Jesus told you that though offenses must come woe to those who bring them so every man that takes the life of another loses his life himself yet every man that gives his life gains his life for himself Yet Jesus told you that. It's literally written. So you don't have to call me a liar unless you're calling Jesus a liar. Because I'm telling you what Jesus said is the truth. Yet there's a greater truth. And to understand his, the Holy Spirit would have given you the rest of the puzzle. You have to understand one to understand the other. If you don't understand both, you understand neither. And I don't know how to explain that to you unless you understand what I'm saying. Because my Father is the love that you seek. And I know it because I've experienced it. Because He's given me everything. I've got everything for it, even though I've got nothing at all. And I keep declaring this, yet I declare nothing. Because if you come and see who I am, you will see I am nothing. I've got so little that it's irrelevant. But I've got everything. Jesus had nothing, yet he had everything. Jesus told you, of myself, I am nothing. The Father doeth the works. Not even the words I speak are on my behalf, but the Father who sent me. And so know that because he said he is nothing, well, then I must claim to be nothing too. Because I'm trying to become less, not more. Not that I'm perfect like him, but because he was perfection, I can follow the blueprint 
And even when I'm wrong, I'm still right because I keep doing what he asked. And every time I find out that my truth has just become another lie, well then I give it to him so that he can give me a greater truth. And when he gives me the greater truth, then I have a greater truth to live by until he takes that truth and gives me even a greater truth of love. And over and over, you would have traded in one truth for the next until your love would have become his and his becomes yours. And then once that happens, you'll see that you are still nothing and he is everything, yet you are everything and he is nothing. And because both are true, neither are. And you won't be able to explain it to anybody because there's nothing to explain. There's nothing to be. Everything that always was will never be and everything that never was will always be. People think this thought of Satan has great power, friend. It has no power over you but the power you give it. And the power you give it is the power it has. Yet how can you not give it power if you don't give all your power to the Father? Jesus took this thought and divided it. Jesus did something insanely brilliant. He divided the divine because the Father did it for him. He split the truth right down the center. Jesus is the love of Christ, which is love, forgiveness, and non-judgment. And your thought of Satan is your selfishness, and it is fear, and it is judgment. And every time you judge one person, you judge the other. Every time you judge one person, you judge my father. Every time you judge my father, you judge everyone. Yet I can't prove that's true unless he proves it to you. And that's because you become willing to die in order to live. And what it is he needs, you give. And because you give it, he'll receive it. And because he receives it, he'll give it to you. Yet all of this, as true as it is, is just another lie. <laughs> How do I explain these things to you? How do I talk about the love of the Father and the love of the Son? Because one is the other. And because it's both, it's neither. It becomes a truth that you have to come to know for yourself because you choose it. And if you choose it, well, then it's yours to have. How y'all doing? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm just sitting here doing my little podcast, so I just thought I'd let y'all pass. I move slowly. <laughs> so the Father is in the Son, and the Son is in the Father. And because, well, one's in the other, you can know one by knowing the other. But the only way to do that is to get to know what he said. You can't eat bread and drink grape juice and consider yourself to know Jesus. You have to have read what he said and to understand it. And the only way to understand it is to read it and to believe the Holy Spirit will discern for you what you could not discern on your own. But Jesus told you that would happen. Yet, but he told you over and over how to make that work. And until you choose to do it for yourself... Well, there's just no way of letting him choose it for you. 
because he can only choose it if you let him choose it for you. Because his will is your will. That's what people are not understanding. Jesus told you that every mouth word that comes out of your mouth defiles you, and therefore every word that says that you are less declared that you declared, he makes less for you. When you complain about how your body hurts, he will create it for you. When you talk about how you hate everything, he will create a reason to hate for you. If you declare he is love and that he's going to give you the light, then he will give you the light. But this is the truth that you have to decide that you want for yourself. And it's something that you can't have until you choose it. And you can't choose it until, well, you choose it for him. And because you choose it for him, he'll choose it for you. And because both are true, neither are. Well, friends, it's been 29 minutes, so I've got 60 seconds until that wonderful time when this thing likes to try to shut off. So I'm going to exit off here, plus I'm getting ready to hike up a hill. And, well, I haven't smoked for a few months, so my breathing is far better than it was, but... Anyway, this is the truth. The truth is my father loves you, and because my father loves you, I love you. And to love all of him, I have to love all of you. And therefore, I will love all of you so that I can love all of him, because to forgive all of you is to forgive all of him, and therefore he can forgive me. And that is what I'm after, friend. I want forgiveness for me, you, and him. Because there just is nothing except for the love of Christ. And that's what I want in my life. So friend, my God bless you and yours.